0: fabulous secret powers were revealed to our host as he plugged in his microphone i have a podcast here he is your spider pan jeremy yes yes i'm back it's time to go on another adventure into neverland and have a little fun and talk about well Normally we talk about something kind of retro or something from the past that we've enjoyed. Uh, this is a, I don't know, this is more of a, one of those tribute episodes. We've had a lot of people passing away uh, over the past few uh, weeks. And so we're going to dedicate some time to talk about uh, all those passings uh, along the way. Of course, we will talk about some fun new trailers that I've come across over the last couple of weeks. Well, I still have a thing here for my Blue Beetle movie review. I got to take that out of the notes we already did that i hope you all enjoyed it and i hope in the meantime you also checked out the nerds and jesus podcast with mary howell who uh, came along there to help us with our blue beetle review she had a much longer review with me that uh, hopefully that you enjoyed and did check out But well, we're going to talk some games toys and news and that kind of thing and of course visit the trailer park and then uh i've got a lot of tributes to a lot of people who've passed away so, uh, I'm going to just kind of get right to it, and you know what? I'm just going to have to fade out this long intro music, because it's just going to keep going otherwise. So, I'm going to fade that down. Isn't that nice? I just did that manually. Did you enjoy that? I know you did. So, of course, I can hear still hear it slightly in the background, but you know I wanted to get to where we're on some content now. So, of course, the typical things we do like to ask when we start off a show, what have you been watching? Well, I have been watching... Well, I just started watching King of Queens. Now, uh, this is, of course, a sitcom. Uh, it's available to view on Peacock. This ran, uh, I believe, the late 90s is when it got started with Kevin James and Leia Ramini. Or Ramini? I don't know. Uh, but, uh, you know, I like Kevin James' sense of humor. Uh, you know, he does, like, a good, clean comedy. So I was like, you know, I've seen a little bit of the show. And uh, I had seen even on YouTube there's an official channel that had... Some clips that I thought were pretty funny. It's like you know I didn't really watch a whole lot of that show, and I kind of feel like I might have missed out. So I uh, found it on Peacock. Philip helped me out help with it, helped me with that, and uh, so I started watching non Peacock. And uh, you know I'm enjoying it. It's kind of fun to watch. Uh, it reminds me a lot of the Flintstones, uh, and the fact of you, you. Of course, you're just focusing on the Sumerian couple. Where you, if Fred Flintstone was not quite the loud blowhard and temperamental person but had all the other like the insecurities and the uh, and that kind of thing and a bit of the person on the being the blue collar working man type uh, and having the beautiful wife uh, who's smarter than he is um, that kind of thing uh, except for in this case she is actually working as well and the, for the added bonus instead of the annoying mother-in-law that uh, would show up and stay with them in the Flintstones series you have Jerry Stiller playing his father-in-law who lives in the basement uh, and uh, he just so far in the where I match system first season, he just adds a lot of just fun bits uh, into the show. Uh, of course, in the meantime, um, kind of watching that on my own. Well, I've been watching some of it with my wife. Uh, we still need to go through and watch Fairy Tale and finish on that. I have started reading some of the manga, I've checked out of the local library just to see if there's anything that's different, and there's been a little bit of extra details added in. Uh, Fairytale is a very fun anime, uh, which uh, my wife has a Crunchyroll account, and that's why we've been watching it. Uh, but I've definitely been enjoying you know, watching that show and then kind of reading, so there's a little bit of extra details on some of the side characters that are given and a little, little asides in some of the books. So still watching that. Now, what have I been playing this week? Okay, well, I just actually, on Monday, which was Labor Day, completed... Well, I don't want to say completed... Uh, I didn't do absolutely everything in the game. I know some people have to do everything in a game, and certain games I do. If, I, if I'm if i really, really just super hyped about a game and I'm really enjoying it, I will finish everything. Uh, like I did with Final Fantasy VII, although I didn't quite get the Platinum. There was a few things I just could not succeed at. Uh, but I did Platinum the Spider-Man game and a few other games, but, you know, that Spider-Man game was great, and I am looking forward October 20th to getting my hands on Spider-Man 2, which the fun thing about that... The uh, Planet Anime here in Kansas City will be that same weekend, and uh, I did see that the uh, the voiceovers like uh, Yuri, um, I can't think of his last name, but the actors who've been voicing, you know, the uh, Peter Parker, Miles, and even um, Yuri Watanabe, you know, Captain Captain Watanabe in the games. Those three voice actors are at uh, Planet Anime. Uh, now, if i had known that maybe beforehand, I might have uh, set aside some money to maybe go. Uh, as it is, I hadn't planned on going because I'm, I'm not a big anime fan. My wife is, but she's not really interested in going. She's actually put some money aside. Uh, she wants to go camping again here uh, at the end of the month. And now we, we, we went camping a year ago and it ended in disaster. I think I've told you all that story that uh, we had an accident and ended up in the emergency room uh, with my, my poor injured wife. Uh, she turned out to be okay. Uh, we just we wanted to be sure because she had hit her head uh, and had some blood and you know, wanted to make sure she wasn't really bad cut up or concussed or anything. But she turned out to be okay, but we were up all night because of it anyway. So uh, in the end, it wasn't really that fun of a camping trip. Uh, and I'm not a big outdoors person, but she wants to go again. And I've told her, so I think you might be going by yourself. Uh, the place that we go has a Women Fish for Free uh, event on that particular weekend and she kind of saw it happening last time. I was like, Oh, if I'd have been prepared, I could have gone fishing Well, she's planning to be prepared to, to, go fishing this time. And I'm like, okay, well you go ahead and go fishing. It wouldn't be free for me. So I'm like, you go on, you go on fish. I'm going to stay here and, uh, do things around here, I guess. I don't know. Um, I actually have some things coming up that I'll need to be around on Saturdays as well, which uh, we'll talk about probably by the next episode or later. Uh, there's something special coming up that I'm going to be doing uh, that should be interesting, and uh, we'll be able to get a different perspective on a lot of things that we discuss here in the show. Okay, but anyway, so Just Cause 3. So I uh, I, I finished the main game. I did put through the effort to, before I finished the main game, I found it easier if certain locations... I had freed from the evil dictator's military, so I go and defeated all the bases and all this other stuff. And some of my playthrough you can see on the Neverland Official Gaming channel, but I didn't put everything up there. Uh, I'm working on putting a few more of my uh, funny little glitches that popped up that were kind of funny. I had a car that actually disappeared from out from under me uh, at one point, and I don't think I've posted that video. I need to make sure I post that. But I gotta say, now that I've finished the main story... I have a segment of what I got, I'm going to call the Morons of Medici. So Medici is the country, the fictional country that you're in, that you're trying to liberate from this evil dictator. Now, the AI of the regular people are just stupid. Okay? I could be driving down the road in a tank that I've stolen from the bad guys, and you know, or, or I might be drawing you know, with a rebellions tank or whatever, and people will run right out into the road in front of you. Or even if I'm driving down the highway in a tank, they will come up and rear end me, and then start screaming like ah, ah, ah! And the scream, the voicing of the panic scream, is annoying. But they'll come and hit me when I'm just driving down the lane in a tank or whatever. They'll come and bump me in a motorcycle, even going boing, and they go and are wrecking themselves, and they're going ah! ah Oh, my gosh. It drove me insane. And I even had some people that ran right in the middle. I was having a firefight with uh, you know some uh, enemy soldiers, and civilians will run right in the middle and get killed. And I was like, well, why did you run into the fight? Why didn't you run the opposite way? And even when you're driving down the towns, you're trying to liberate the towns, and they run right out into the street, and they don't run for their homes where it's safe. They run right out in the street until I you know end up hitting them with a car or they get shot. Uh, it's like what is going on, and then uh, to really add insult to injury to the whole thing, I had occasionally even, and I, I put some of this video online because I, I eventually got to the point where I just couldn't take it anymore. I just freed this town, and I'm walking around the town. I just you know raised the flag of the of the new Medici, and a guy hits me with his car, and it does some damage. It does some serious damage. It nearly kills you when you get hit by a car. But that was the last straw. I've got a grappling hook thing that's your main thing in these games if you've ever played them. I grappling hooked over to his car. Well, after I took it, I opened fire on him and I popped his tire. And I grappling hooked on his car, took his car, and then I drove it into a wall to wreck it. So you are not allowed to drive anymore. It's uh, stuff that I, I I wish I could do in real life. When someone nearly kills me down the interstate, which actually happened to my wife and I, um, I guess last week. Uh, When we were driving, uh, I was driving home from uh, basically we've gotten to where I have to kind of drive her to and from work uh, in order for us both to go when I'm not working remotely from home, that kind of thing. But uh, oh, my goodness, some guy was driving like an idiot and a maniac and uh, nearly hit us and he cut us off all kinds of stuff. And I was wishing great harm upon him, something where it's like, okay, if he's going to drive that stupid and put other people at risk, I wish that his stupid driving would cause him to wreck and injure his leg bad enough to where he can't step on a gas pedal and he's no longer able to drive. But that would make everybody else on the road safer. You know, so I I would say stuff like that, but I could never do anything like that to... To, to them to make them stop. You know, I can't grappling and hook onto his car and pull him out of his car and say, nope, you just lost your driving privileges. You know, those, we wish we would. But in this game, I could do kind of things like that. Like, okay, that's it. You're no longer driving. You just hit me with a car and you just kept going. You did a hit and run on me. Uh, it's just the the, the AI for the, the townspeople of Medici. They're all morons. That's why I call this the morons of Medici. And uh, it's no wonder they had an evil military dig- dictator actually talk o- or take over their country when they're really this stupid. But, <laughs> moving right along, let's, uh, let's get in some news. Spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. So Atari has announced what they're calling the Atari 2600+. Plus. Now you look at this, for those of us of my vintage, uh, you remember what an old Atari looks like. And I've actually got like a plug-and-play Atari downstairs that's got some, some games already programmed into it, which I realized when I got it, and I was excited, like, this is great. Most of the Atari games were meant to play two players, you know. The really good ones were two players, you know, uh, like playing combat and stuff. Except for when, you, when you'd when you go to the outside, uh, games like Activision would make Pitfall. You know, you, there was a lot of uh, single-player games uh, made by outside. But a lot of ones that Atari made directly were two-player games. They're meant to be played with uh, your, your siblings or a friend. And so most of the games on that system that I bought uh, are, are Atari manufacture. So now this Atari 2600 Plus it's going to be $130, or you can pay in four interest-free installments of $3,249 with the Shop ShopPay. Uh, right on, if you go, uh, maybe I should, I don't, I'm not going to put a link up there, not paying me anything. But Atari.com slash products slash Atari-2600-plus, you know, that's the website I'm looking at right here. Uh, but it says, no cartridge left behind. Enjoy your favorite Atari 2600 and 7800 games on one system. Not only does the Atari 2600 Plus pull double duty, double cartridge duty, it also features HDMI and widescreen mode for easy connectivity to modern TVs. Jump right in with the included CX-40 Plus joystick and a 10-in-1 game cartridge that features some of Atari's most famous games like Adventure, Missile Command, and Yara's Revenge. Now those are, of course, some games that you can play on your own. Uh, now, you can buy an additional controller, so you can play stuff like Combat or whatever. I don't know what all these other uh, games are on this cartridge, this 10 one but they have pointed out that it can play other cartridges, so existing cartridges that are out there if you happen to go to thrift stores or you know one of those special novelty-type shops that has old Atari games. This is supposed to be able to play those games as well, which is kind of cool, which kind of tempts me into getting one, I must say. Uh, and heck, maybe, uh, one of my paychecks this month. I mean, I'm, I'm paying off for my PS4, but I'm kind of half tempted to, you know, 3249. And, you know, that's only part of what I, my average allowance that I get out of each one of my paychecks. So, I mean, I could do this thing. I am tempted to get it. Uh, some of the features though, it's an updated, of course, version of the iconic Atari Six Hundred has been enhanced with the following ways, uh, which some of the stuff I already read. It's got in a large cartridge socket, which reduces sticking. I don't know that I ever have a problem with, it, with sticking uh, cartridges, but I suppose it happened. The Atari logo lights up when being played. And I'm looking, I guess that's the logo there at the front of the console. Uh, the system comes, of course, with a joystick, lovingly recreated. Uh, here's a, a longer list. It says Adventure, Combat, Dodgem, Haunted House, Maze Craze, Missile Command, Real Sports, Volleyball, Surround, Video Pinball, and Yars Revenge. Now, a lot of those games, of course... They're, they're two-player, like Surround. We used to play Surround a lot, and Mace Craze is two-player. Uh, but I, I, what I would wonder is if maybe they reprogram some of these to where you could make it into a one-player game because you're only going to give people one joystick. Okay, If you give people one joystick and then they yet put some games like Combat on there that you need to play with another person, you can't play it by themselves because the computer doesn't control a, a thing. Maybe that with this uh, cartridge here, they've, they've updated it to where, oh, no, they, we have an AI now that will play against you. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, pre-order availability: This item is currently available for pre-order and will ship in November, December, twenty twenty-three. Pre-orders are considered final thirty days after the order date. Uh, and I, th- I think when you start to order, you hopefully uh, you can order a- the additional controller. Uh, there is a compatibility list uh, for the different games that are available that will work. Uh, all documents. Oh, my goodness, and that's a lot. Uh, although a lot of these are passes and untested. Heck, you can even play e- play E.T. the Extraterrestrial if you can find a copy of that. Hmm. The only one that was a fail is Real Sports Boxing that I'm seeing here. Uh, but a lot of stuff is still marked as being untested. But most things are working here on the list if this is supposed to be every game. Oh, there's something. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> was a fail. Did not work. Well, that's okay. If you want to play that, there is a new game of it. Uh, it is out there. But I am, uh, I'm considering ordering this just because of the nostalgia... And the fun. And it would be nice though if the controller, I don't know how long the um, controller cable would be, but it'd be nice if it was like remote so that I could sit on the couch. My wife and I maybe could sit together on the couch and play. And I don't know how long the cables would be. Uh, but I guess if it's an HDMI, you could buy a super long HDMI, but just have to get some power, which, you know, we can get to power cables. This is something I'm going to have to consider, but I'd, I'd want to have like two controllers so my wife and I could play together. Okay, something else so fun happening in the world of games. Ooh, so exciting! (laughs) Welcome to the Flower Kingdom, a not so distant land just beyond the Mushroom Kingdom. Mario and friends were invited here by the benevolent Prince Florian. But Bowser, the King of the Koopas, had other plans with just a single touch of the mysterious Wonder Flower. Bowser merged with Prince Florian's castle. to his newfound power, chaos spread across the land. Now, it's up to Mario and friends to stop Bowser and save the Flower Kingdom. This was part of a program, a Nintendo Direct program, uh, that they put on, uh, and this is a whole 15-minute like video that I'm going, but I only play like a minute and a half of it, uh, for Super Mario's Wonder. Uh, this, uh, this is a, it's it's a side-scrolling, so it's like a 2D game, but it's very much 3D, which I, th- I believe they've done something similar to this before. Uh, but it looks just a lot of fun, and I'm not really good at platforming games. But this will be coming out, uh, let's see, do we have, yeah, October 20th on Nintendo Switch. And it just looks like a lot of fun. Looks like a very classic style um, Nintendo Super Mario Brothers game. Uh, So, yeah, definitely interested in this. Looks like it's going to be a heck of a lot of fun. So, yeah, that's definitely something that's on my radar. All right, so the next thing here. Oh, boy. Uh, so, Beetlejuice 2 cinematographer says, Tim Burton sequel is about keeping a family together in the craziest world possible. However, um, I think this might have been delayed a bit. There's a lot of things that have been delayed uh, due to the strike going on right now. Uh, I've even heard that uh, Dune 2 has been moved to March due to some of the delays. But they talked to... Uh, let's see if I can say this right. Uh, the this, this cinematographer here. Um... Harris, Zambarlucas. I think that's how you say this, okay? But this is bringing Michael Keaton in back as Beetlejuice, Jenny Ortega, Winona Ryder, and director Tim Burton. I figured Jenny Ortega might be playing Lydia's daughter because uh, I'd say Jenny Ortega looks just enough like Winona Ryder that you could believe that that's her daughter. Uh, but there was a press junket uh, during because uh, Zambar Lucas is working on Kenneth Branagh's ghost story, A Haunting in Venice, which I'm actually interested in that. So the cinematographer says that uh, both Kenneth and Tim and these two, two stories wanted to work in camera, meaning that both films were shot in a streak sequence so to be edited while filming. Uh, And he said, though, at his heart, Beetlejuice 2 is a story about a family, and now it's 30 years later, and what are the intricacies and the human condition in keeping a family together all that time, set in the craziest world possible? That's why I choose projects. That human connection for me is always at the forefront. Uh, So I think a lot of the filming that has gone on, uh, they've they've talked to Michael Keaton on Empire Magazine. It's set to hit theaters September sixth, twenty 2024, so it's still a year away. Uh, but I have a feeling they're not shooting anything right now, <laughs> okay, because of the strike. So uh, they're, I don't know that they're on target to release at that time. But, uh, you know, it is nice that some of the original people and Tim Burton are even working on this. Now, here's something I just learned about. Uh, I don't know that this really has a whole lot of audio uh, that we can watch for. Perhaps it does. Let me see if I can get this to play. G.I. Joe is the codename for America's daring, highly trained, special mission force. Its purpose to defend human freedom against Cobra, a ruthless organization determined to rule the world. From the jungle to the storm peaks, through the desert. So this is going to keep playing the song here as it wraps up. I'm going to pause that. Okay, so developed by Maple Powered Games and Publisher Freedom Games, they've revealed a brand new collaboration with your company Hasbro, at G.I. Joe side-scrolling beat-em-up that you'll have you scrambling for the arcades. Now, is this going to be released in arcades? that's kind of odd. Uh, but this is was put out uh, Nintendo Life is the one talking about this. So I figure this is going to be on consoles, but it's called GI Joe Wrath of Cobra. This is a four-player arcade style beat uh, beat 'em up basically. With the, you know, the Ninja Turtles Shredder Shredder's Revenge coming out and actually, you know, bringing this back and a lot of other games kind of been following suit. We've had a Streets of Rage 4, I think, uh, which I played a little bit of. I need to get my copy of that and play through the rest of that. Uh, but yeah, and it says, reminiscent of Streets of Rage 4 and The Shredder's Revenge, this is a pixel art arcade brawler that will give you command of a number of G.I. Joe favorites, including Duke, Scarlet, Snake Eyes, and Roadblock. Some other characters are actually shown in there, like Gung-Ho uh, was shown in this kind of kind of bad animation, I think, in this little trailer before it actually starts showing game footage. The game footage looks good, but this animation they have in the intro doesn't look very good. Uh, but it says all the iconic weapons, locations, and vehicles will be at your disposal as you take on G.I. Joe's toughest mission yet. And uh, this is what's also kind of fun is that singer there, T. Lopez, who has worked um, on like the super the super huh, the Shredder's Revenge game actually apparently has worked on some of this music uh, and he even worked on this uh, uh, with the uh, Crush '40s lead singer Johnny Gioli, uh, who's uh, famous for Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm not sure exactly what all he did in Sonic the Hedgehog, whether they're talking about games or music, but he is contributing to the soundtrack as well. Uh, so. This is coming uh, first quarter of 2022 for the Switch. That's at least where they're initially releasing it. I am hopeful it'll be on the PS4 or something as well, eventually. But it might just be a Switch game. But thankfully, I do have a Switch. So if I need to buy it on that, I can. Uh, it'll make Philip unhappy. He doesn't have a Switch. So he'll just have to come over here and play. But uh, yeah, so that I guess probably why Nintendo Life actually had that. Uh, because, of course, it's an exclusive for now. All right, let's go to the trailer park. Mama, now the gator got in the house. Now the gator? Give me that show. Come here. Oh, oh. Get him oh. Get that gator. Ew. Ah. Ew. Ah. The Neverland Trailer Park. All righty, and I was looking here uh, on my the game channel. It looks like we've got a few new subscribers. Thanks for subscribing, those of you who are playing the game. Some people, some people were even looking. I did have some some incomplete playthrough of the uh, the new uh, DLC for the Shredder's Revenge game. I have not yet managed to complete it. It is more difficult than I would have expected. It is a good challenge. It's been fun. I've played online. There's no way I think I could do it solo. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've been having some fun in that, and you can find some of the video on the Neverland Official Gaming. Channel, but anyways, let's go look at our first trailer. Uh, well, the final trailer for uh, I'm, I plan to watch this before our next episode. Maybe we'll do some full coverage. But they had one last trailer for One Piece that's coming up on Netflix, and I just thought I'd go ahead and share it, even though I mean it's available for view uh, as of I think August thirty first. But here you go. I'm gonna find the One Piece. It's called Roger's treasure. He hid it somewhere in the Grand Line. It's a myth can't wait to see the look on your face when we find it. But isn't there something that you want? More than anything else in this world. For as long as I can remember, it's been my dream to become... King of the Pirates! King of the Pirates, Some treacherous path. If the path seems too easy, then you're on the wrong path. Piracy is a scourge upon this world. We will capture them. And they will be brought to justice. Hit the deck! Don't let anything get in the way of your dreams. Not everyone gets to follow their dreams. This is our fight until we find the One Piece and become king of the pirates. Don't tell me you actually believe in him. I don't need to. He believes in himself. Where's Straw Hat Luffy? Ah! I'm afraid it's time I ended this. That went pretty well. Don't you think? All right, so that is officially on Netflix as of August 31st. One Piece. Uh, have you seen it already? Send me an email. Tell me what you thought. Podcast at Podcast.com. I'll try to watch this uh, before we record the next episode and get it out. I see a lot of the things that I wanted to share with you are actually sitting here on the screen. Uh, but let me just go through the, the normal stuff. Here's something that uh, I am I personally am not that familiar with these, these two or I didn't watch the other movie. But I figured I'd share this with you all because you might be interested. Good Burger 2. Who uh, would have ever thought that this was happening? Oh, hey, Dex! <laughs> hey, man, you almost carburgered me to death. The new adventures of Ed and Dex starts now! <laughs> Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can we take your order? I'm a kid, he's a kid. Water? I think so. Oh yeah, that's water. None for me, thanks. So it says here in the description from on Paramount Plus, I guess is as being done by uh, Nickelodeon here. Uh, it says Dexter, played by Keenan Thompson, and Ed by Kel Mitchell, are back in an all new movie after more than 25 years. This will be streaming on Paramount Plus this. Fall. So, those of you who saw the original and you're fans of this kind of thing, uh, I think I'm too old for Good Burger. <laughs> it was it was kind of after my time, so I don't know that I'm really that interested. Okay, did I accidentally skip something? Yes, I did. Here we go. We got a second trailer for the Five Nights at Freddy's film, which is coming this Halloween. You. Piece of cake, really. It's a security gig. Hello? Welcome to Freddy's. Have you met them yet? Met who? Foxy. Bonnie. Chica. And Freddy. Some kids went missing. What is this? It's why the place shut down. The police searched Freddy's. Hey! They never found the kids. (laughs) What the heck? Ghost children. Possessing giant robots? Tell me how to stop them. You don't. It's too late. He's coming. All right, so this is actually coming here very, very soon. Uh, It's actually going to be in theaters, I think, October did it just say October fourth in the beginning of that, uh, but it's going to be streaming on Peacock by October twenty seventh, so it'd be a good Halloween watch so if I don't get a chance to get out to theaters like if I say I don't know spend my money on that Atari system then I can still watch it streaming before Halloween and it'll be part of my fun mix by the way with Halloween coming up uh, are you familiar with Scareplay for those of you who are uh, longtime, perhaps listeners or have subscribed to the Neverland official gaming channel you might be familiar with like the last couple of years I've done Scareplay where I spend some time playing a scary game and streaming it or well if not streaming it at least uploading it I have been collecting on Steam, some free-to-play scary-type games that apparently don't take a whole long uh, time to go through. Uh, so I'm going to play with those. I even just recently made a purchase, uh, I think it's called Panic House, on the PS4. It cost me like $3. Uh, only apparently only takes about an hour generally to get through, and it's a lot of puzzles and solving and some scary stuff. But I'm going to play some of these, and I'm going to either stream some or at least upload some of this. Probably I'll, I'll try to stream it uh, onto the channel. I don't think I can really... I can... I can stream on Twitch, though, now with a uh, PS5. They won't let me stream it onto YouTube, where I generally do stuff, but uh, I think on Twitch, if you just look for the Spider SpiderPan, you'll find it there. But uh, I will adapt and put everything over onto uh, YouTube. But I don't know if I'll do it live or not on everything, necessarily. I probably will with some of the uh, stuff on the the Steam, because I can sit there, and if you want, I can put myself on camera, and you can see me play in case something actually scares me, and I jump, and you know, can watch me. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that will be coming up uh, pretty soon. I'll go ahead and start playing, though, so make sure you're subscribed to the Neverland official gaming channel. Okay, so moving on to the next thing that I wanted to share with you. This is something I think we mentioned that it was that they were making and we finally now get a look at it. It's the sequel to Chicken Run. It's called Chicken Run: Dawn of the Nugget. Last time we broke out of a chicken farm. Ooh. Well, this time We're breaking in. It's an impossible mission. Fire. Only the small matter of this electric fence. (coughs) The camera-driven gun-toting moles. And the laser-guided exploding ducks. Huh? That place is impenetrable. Yeah, and you can't get in either. (laughs) Okay, everyone. It's go time. It's all right. I went before we left. Now you've had the appetizer. Time for the main course. It's (gasps) her! Welcome to the future. (laughs) Coming exclusively to Netflix December the 15th. It's go time for Ginger and the Flock. All is at stake when the dangers of the human world come home to roost. They'll stop at nothing, even if it means putting their own hard-won freedom at risk to save chicken kind. This time, they're breaking in. So, yes, coming exclusively to Netflix. I'm glad I still have a Netflix account. So December 15th. I'm definitely interested in watching this uh, from Ardman Studios, the same people who brought you Wallace and Gromit and a lot of other good stuff like Flushed Away and some other great old movies. Uh, Just a lot of good stuff. So I'm very, very excited about this. I mean, I knew they were doing it, but uh, I got to say I wasn't sure what they were going to do for a sequel. And now that I've seen it, I'm definitely excited. This looks fun. And one last thing I'm going to go ahead and share with you because I've seen it while I was looking at these trailers. And so uh, this is a short thing. Uh, Loki Season 2 is coming October 6th on the Disney+. They have a little, a little, about a 30-second, a 46-second, I guess, a little tease here. Let's go listen and watch it. What I'm about to tell you is going to be hard to believe again. (laughs) I've been pulled... Through time, between the past, and the present, and the future. Everything is turning to shit. That's right. Don't overthink it. Around, around, and around we go. All right. All right. All right, so like I said, that's coming October the 6th. Uh, do they have any details? No, it just says the past, the present, and the future here on Marvel Entertainment, so not really giving us a lot of details. But uh, he of course, is where we first got to meet uh, Kang the Conqueror. I had to think of it there for a second. Uh, yeah, that, So, I mean, they're just kind of coming back to that, and we're going to see how King exists in a lot of probably other different... Uh, Times throughout uh, history and everything that he has been around, I figure is what we're seeing, because we see him in the past. And Loki is just popping around all these different years. So uh, I figure that's where we're going with this. So, yeah, we'll definitely be checking into that and uh, taking a watch and see. And, uh, you know, because the first season was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. So we'll go ahead and watch the second one. I'm uh, I'm not as overly enthusiastic of what they're managing to do with Marvel because not everything they're making is good anymore. <laughs> Uh, but you know what? I, uh, I'm still going to watch this. I'm not going to be watching Marvels and there's some stuff I have skipped out on, uh, but I'll de- I'll definitely check this out because of course we we'll all love Tom Hiddleston anyway. Right. So we're going to watch him. Okay. So, uh, now we're going to turn a bit of a corner and, uh, and end all this fun and to turn it into tribute, but we'll try not to be sad about this. Will you stop this foolishness? What foolishness would you like to see? Uh, but, uh, we'll, we'll share a little bit here. Let's talk about uh, Wyndham Rotundo, who, uh, known by his ring name of Bray Wyatt in the WWE, uh, was more than just a character in the ring. He was a man with a deep passion for wrestling. He was born into a wrestling dynasty, and Wyndham carried the proud legacy of the Rotundo family from his father, Mike Rotundo, to his grandfather, Blackjack Mulligan. Wrestling ran through his veins, and he carried that heritage with honor. Now, Mike Rotundo, some of you might remember as being Irwin R. Shyster later on, uh, but also he used to partner with a guy named Barry Wyndham who was a tag team, which is, of course, how uh, we get the name here for Wyndham Rotundo. Uh, so he was, he was given the last name of, uh, of his father's old tag team partner. That was very, very nice. I kind of like that. Anyways, so let's reflect on Wyndham's remarkable ability to create unique personas that resonated with fans worldwide. Whether it was his transformative journey as Bray Wyatt or his earlier roles, Wyndham's creativity knew no bounds. He wasn't afraid to take risks and step into the unknown, leading to the birth of unforgettable characters. Uh, we remember, he, of course, he was Husky Harris even at some point. Uh, and uh, I believe came out of NXT. He was part of the the Nexus at the time. That's a fun word to say, because, hey, this is the fandom of Nexus, and there was a group called that. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Anyway, uh, Wyndham Rotundo was a master of character work, breathing life into every role he portrayed. From his eerie promos and captivating entrances to the in-ring psychology that left us in awe, he was a true storyteller. His commitment to his characters allowed us to suspend disbelief and be transported into the worlds he created. Wyndham's career was defined by his willingness to evolve and reinvent himself, whether it was the enigmatic leader of the Wyatt family or the sinister alter ego, the Fiend. He constantly pushed the boundaries of his own creativity. His adaptability showcases versatility as a performer, earning him a special place in wrestling history. Wyndham Rotundo's impact transcends the wrestling ring. He connected with fans on a profound level, becoming a symbol of empowerment and resilience. His candid discussions about his struggles and triumph inspired countless individuals to face their own challenges with courage and determination. As we celebrate the legacy of Wyndham Retundo, let us remember the moments that left us in awe, the matches that kept us on the edge of our seats, and the emotions he evoked. While his journey in the wrestling world may have been taking unexpected turns, the mark he left on the industry and in our hearts will forever remain. All right, so another person that's passed away, This is Terry Funk. Terry Funk's legacy is a testament to his unparalleled passion and dedication to professional wrestling. Hailing from a wrestling dynasty, Funk's journey in the ring was marked by a grit, tenacity, and an unyielding commitment to his craft. He wasn't just a wrestler. He was a pioneer who pushed the boundaries and redefined what it meant to be a performer. Now, He, of course, was an innovator in the wrestling world, known for his intense brawling style and his willingness to experiment with new techniques. Funk blazed a trail that many would follow. From his unforgettable hardcore matches to his creative storytelling, he showcased the art of wrestling in its rawest, most most authentic form. Terry Funk's career was defined by legendary feuds that captivated audiences around the globe. From his iconic battles with Ric Flair to his tumultuous relationship with Mick Foley, every feud was a masterpiece of storytelling. And who can forget the unforgettable moments like the I Quit match or his run as the Chainsaw Charlie? Funk's contributions are etched in wrestling history. Terry Funk's passion for wrestling extended beyond the ring, and even, even as he aged, he continued to inspire and entertain, proving that age was no barrier to greatness. His commitment was a shining example of how love for one's craft can lead to a lifetime of fulfillment and success. Beyond his own accolades, Terry Funk served as a mentor and influencer to generations of wrestlers. His wisdom, experience and, and, his wisdom, experience, and willingness to pass on his knowledge contributed to the growth and evolution of the wrestling industry. He shaped the careers of many, leaving an indelible mark on the next wave of talent. As we bid farewell to this segment, let us bid farewell to Terry Funk. Let us remember that he is irreplaceable. His legacy will live on in the hearts of fans, wrestlers, and everyone whose lives he touched. His rebellious spirit, passion, and fearlessness serve as a reminder that in the world of wrestling, there will never be another one quite like him. Let the funk live forever. Oh, and then here's another one that uh, whenever we stayed home from school, we would always watch The Price is Right. Bob Barker's career spanned generations and genres, from his early days in radio to his iconic tenure as the host of The Price is Right. With his trademark microphone and charismatic presence, Barker invited us into the world of game shows and gave us moments of joy that will be forever etched in our memories. More than just a game show, I mean, let's dive into the phenomenon that was The Price is Right. For decades, Bob Barker's hosting prowess turned the show into a cultural touchstone. His interactions with contestants, his witty remarks, the genuine warmth. uh, He created an environment where everyday people could shine and make unforgettable memories. Now, beyond the entertainment world, Bob Barker actually used his platform to advocate for animal rights. And his passion for animals led him to become a dedicated spokesperson, urging viewers to help control the pet population by having their pets spayed or neutered. His advocacy work shed light on the important issues and inspired countless individuals to make a positive impact. Bob Barker was known for his quick wit and the ability to handle unexpected moments with grace from his playful interactions with contestants to his memorable cameo on happy Gilmore. His sense of humor and charm endeared him to fans of all ages. So as we reflect on Bob Barker's legacy, let's remember his generosity and his philanthropy, his substantial donations to animal welfare, welfare organizations demonstrated his commitment to making the world a better place. His contributions continue to impact the lives of animals and serve as an inspiration to us all. Well now. Uh, maybe slightly less known by name. But. Uh, Arlene Sorkin's journey. Into the world of entertainment. Began with acting. And her versatility and skill. Quickly set her apart. From her early days on soap operas. To her memorable roles on television. Sorkin's ability to bring characters to life. With depth and authenticity. Made her the standard in the industry. Now. The only soap opera I remember her being on is the Days of Our Lives soap opera, where she was actually married uh, to—her character was, I think, named Calliope, and she was married to a character named Shane, if I remember correctly. And uh, Shane—I forget the actor's name now—but he became known later as Q on Star Trek to the Next Generation. Now, what did Arlene Sorkin do after that? Well, other than she was a temporary hosting with Dave Coulier on America's Funding's People, uh, let's delve into the role that would forever define Arlene Sorkin's legacy, Harley Quinn. Her voice work as this beloved character in Batman the Animated Series introduced us to a unique blend of comedy and tragedy. Sorkin's performance captured the essence of Harley's complex personality, earning her a special place in the hearts of fans. Arlene Sorkin's contribution to the creation of Harley Quinn is truly remarkable, inspired by her real-life friend's comical antics. Sorkin's portrayal brought a fresh and dynamic energy to the character, and her impeccable comedic timing and emotional depth breathed life into Harley, turning her into an iconic figure in the DC Universe. Arlene Sorkin's talents extended beyond the world of superheroes. Her work in voice acting included various roles in animation, video games, and even live-action productions. Her ability to seamlessly transition between different mediums showcase her incredible range as a performer. And as we celebrate Arlene Sorkin's contributions to the entertainment industry, let's acknowledge the impact she has on aspiring actors and voice artists. Her dedication to her craft and her ability to breathe life into characters serves as an inspiration to those that follow in her footsteps. So let's just remember that her legacy lives on through her body of work and the characters that she brought to life. She made us laugh, cry, and even reflect on the human experience. And we have more to talk about. Now, I wasn't a uh, big fan of Jimmy Buffett, but Jimmy Buffett is the man who has been sailing through our hearts and minds for decades, and he's a true musical icon. He's not just a singer and a songwriter, he's a lifestyle ambassador for those who dream of the sun, sand, and never-ending beach party. So when you think of Jimmy Buffett, I bet the first thing that pops in your head is Margaritaville. I mean, that's not just a song. That is an anthem for escapism and a call to leave our worries behind and embrace the laid-back island life. Jimmy Buffett's music it was like a passport to paradise from changes in latitudes, changes in attitudes to cheeseburger in paradise. He's transported us to tropical destinations allowing us to momentarily forget our everyday troubles. And I remember they used to play cheeseburger in paradise when I was working at Oceans of Fun here in town. Uh, they were always playing that one. like I was like a regular part of the music system. But it's not just about palm trees and sandy beaches. Now Jimmy Buffett's songs are filled with depth and introspection. A pirate looks at 40, captures the essence of growing older, reflecting on a life's journey and the pursuit of happiness in the way that only Jimmy Buffett can. Come Monday, which I actually remember that song as well, with its heartfelt lyrics, it tells the story of love and longing, reminding us that even in paradise... We're all experience the ebb and flow of life's tides. And, of course, Volcano, that's a song that makes you want to grab a lava flow and dance the night away, all while pondering the mysteries of the universe. Jimmy Buffett has some loyal fans. They're actually known as Parrot Heads, and they aren't just fans. They're a community that's united by their love for his music and the island lifestyle, whether it's tailgating before a concert, wearing grass skirts and lace, or simply si- sipping on a cold beverage with a tiny umbrella. The Parrot Heads bring the spirit of Margaritaville wherever they go. And that is our tribute to those who passed away. I mean, there's been others. Uh, Philip did uh, post up that the lead singer of Smash Mouth has passed away, but Smash Mouth, I mean, really, they had one song that was just in every stinking movie that you ever would watch there in the late 90s, I think. That's all I really know them for, and uh, I figure we have enough tributes in there. I wasn't going to add one more. But we do want to thank ne- uh, Karen Kennedy, Ricky Pope of Christian Nerds Unite, and Darren Wilhite of the Wilhite and Wall Show for helping out with this show and helping me with that introduction. Remember to visit NeverlandPodcast.com. Find links for the shop where you can buy some merch. That really does help. Also, you can find the links for Patreon where you can help us out and uh, get a commercial-free version of the show. Uh, that's always a plus, right? Uh, also, make sure that while you're on the site, I have a link there for my podcast reviews. You can leave a review. Uh, you can actually, even if you have a podcast, you can sign up to get your reviews sent to in your inbox from around the world because if you're just going through Apple, you're only going to get whatever country you happen to live in. Don't forget to email us at com. Let me know what you think of the show. Let me know what you think of the One Piece film because I plan to watch it and heck, I could share what you have to say. Uh, of course we are on Twitter I mainly just post you know the shows there and then of course Facebook we have a group in there which I'm trying to make sure I post a lot more things in the group a lot of different fun things or memes that I find having a good old time in there so make sure you come on to Facebook and join our group of course you can join the Neverlanders on the website and become an official pixie or lost boy why do we have pixies because girls are too clever and they don't get lost but uh, well at the end of the show here I'm going to tell you however to get lost in an adventure and i will see you next time thanks for joining us